views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. Um, And today, don't forget, um, you know, we have a very special edition of Lime Talk Radio at one o'clock on Transformation Talk Radio. As we know, this is uh, Lyme Disease Awareness Month. Uh, But for those of you out there, we've got two incredible hours coming up for you and all of us. Um, I love how I get to connect and then you get to connect with some of the most incredible people. But first, let me just say hi to Mr. B. Hello, Mr. B. Hi, Pat. Happy uh, Wednesday. Hump day. Happy to hump day today. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Somebody sent me a clip and said, today is hoagie day. Hoagie? And I said, is it like National Hoagie Day or something? I don't know, like a (gasps) National Hoagie Day thing. And I said, you've got to be from the East Coast because, you know, I don't know that we call, do we call them hoagies out here or do we just call them Jimmy John's? Uh, No, I think that's a totally different category. By the way, National Hoagie Day was last week for Cinco de Mayo. I think they doubled up on that day, so. Um, they doubled up on the day, so yeah, maybe people are pulling it out and saying, no, well, no doubling up on that day. Well, or they it kind of glossed over them last week, and so now they're making it up for this week. That's That could be another way. That's what I'm thinking. I'm telling you, you just can't make up this stuff. <laughs> Actually, that's what they're saying on the news right now, but we're not going to go there. Mm. Um, guess what? If you're thinking right now, I need a big miracle, big, huge. I need one. Uh, I want one. Uh, I've had them. Well, today's show is Big Miracles, the 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. And I love this. This is uh, joining me today is uh, Joanna Garzilli. And she is here. She is the author of that book, Big Miracles. Um, And when the book came across my desk, and, and I just have to say, we get hundreds and hundreds of books. And One of the things that I love is after doing this now, uh, 14 and a half years, I still am amazed at the power of the messages that people like Joanna are bringing forth. And I also know I'm just I'm in awe about the timing of things. Now, I, I know that Joanna didn't sit down like yesterday and decide I'm going to write this book. 
on miracles. No, she is America's intuition coach. She is the author of Unleashed the Psychic in You, thousands of intuitive readings over the past 20 years for business leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, you know, all of the above. But her newest book, Big Miracles, 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success, for me, is a must read. Now, why is that? Because I look back on my life and I sometimes think about, and now I'm being interviewed and people are asking me, what do you think happened? How did this happen? How did that happen? How did this other thing happen? And, you know, my left brain would want to say, oh, you know, I put the business, no, I didn't put the business plan together. I dialed a wrong phone number and didn't hang up. But that's why I'm thrilled to talk with Joanna today. Joanna, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pat. It's wonderful to be here. And I'm resonating on so many levels with what you're saying. Yeah. You know, the, the, the imposter part of me, and I think we all have a little imposter part, would like to be able to tell, sit up in front of a, a group of business women and say, yeah, I put that business plan together, had an enormous vision. No. I did not. I was depressed. I transformed uh, transformed a phone number. I didn't hang up. And with 10 minutes, I bought my first hour of airtime. How about you? What is your wrong phone number moment? <laughs> <laughs> I have one of the, I'm in the middle of one of those wrong phone number moments right now. Okay. <laughs> Which is, is actually is building a super energy efficient personalized rapid transit starting mm-hmm. off with a 400 mile per hour ride called the Velocitator mm. and and I have said to my husband a number of times what am I doing here in this transport engineering space like this isn't what I signed up for and yet that is the space that spirit has every day where I focus on this idea of aligning with spirit I seem to be more and more immersed in engineering <laughs> in addition to all the work that I'm doing on the spiritual side of things. So I keep having to surrender every day. Yeah. I love that you shared that because, you know, all of us go through periods where we start to question how we are being asked to show up in the world, right? And, you know, when I look at your book and and, and I, read, I read the book, so I've read your book. Um, and so I'm, I may or may not ask you all the questions that, you know, were provided. But here's what I love about what you're bringing forth. And at least my interpretation of it is there are some tools you're providing that no matter where you are, whatever walk of life. Now, like if it was me and I was like homeless back in New York City, I could use these rules. Um, I want to ask you, how do they get delivered to you? How do they come forth, you know, come forth in you? Well, first of all, I made a request for those rules to come through me. I mm. feel like the, it's as if spirit has roles for us to fulfill on earth, different jobs to be filled, and one of those volunteer job opportunities was bring through these insights. And this may sound <laughs> slightly bizarre, but the, the the way that I came up with the eleven rules was because I, I thought about the, the the ten commandments, and that had very much impacted me as a child growing mm-hmm. up. And then 
later on I was very inspired by a 12-step program. Yeah. And and so then I thought, okay, well, we've got 10 and 12, and 11's my favorite number because I, I, I really like the idea of 11, 11. When I see 11, 11, I think of possibility, opportunity, thinking beyond mm. the, like you were saying, the logical mind. <clears throat> and so I said, well, if there were 11 rules, what would those 11 rules be? How would that be delivered? And and that was not an easy thing, bringing that through, because I had to sort of make sense of the 20 years of of, of the way that I've helped people, and like not thinking about how I do it, just doing it, and then yeah. deconstructing that into, well, what's the architecture of each one of those things that I do? How can I make it bite-sized for people? Because to just say, oh, well, just pray for a miracle, I mean, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> Someone right. that is suddenly has had maybe a lot of bad habits or has had a lot of pain in their life or hasn't wanted to take responsibility for themselves. So then suddenly when they hit a rock bottom or a difficulty and they go, okay, well, I want to change now. And you just say, oh, well, everything's going great in my life. Just do this one thing. That's going to absolutely either overwhelm them or they're going to feel absolutely even more worthless on top of how bad yeah. they're feeling. Yeah. So I wanted to make it really simple, bite-sized, uh, chewable, easily digestible steps that someone could go, yeah. okay, I can have, I, I, I can take an action and I can have some success today because if you can't have the success today, you're just going to be like, forget it. I'm not even oh. going to get started. Yeah. And, you know, I love what you're saying uh, in a, for a number of reasons. One, my number is 11. I was born on the 11th. Uh, every sport I've ever participated in, it was my jersey. And, you know, I, too, resonate, you know, with the idea of 11. The other thing that, you know, like you is, you know, my introduction in 12-step programs happened when I was in my 20s. And, you know, there are life skills uh, that I use to this day that sort of, in, in a lot of ways, highlight what you've got in the book. And, you know, coming out of the gate with, you know, these spiritual rules and knowing that the first part of this, you know, the first part of the dialogue has to be an awareness and an acknowledgement, as you say in the book, of perhaps maybe, Joanna, what you call it, a misalignment. I would love for you to talk a little bit about that misalignment, because I think I got a lot of those. I think we all have a lot of misalignment. And I found for myself the key is is not to judge the misalignment, because mm. as soon as we go into the judgment of misalignment, the idea of in its most simple form, there's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with me. Or oh, I've done something terribly wrong. Then, again, one just ends up feeling that everything is insurmountable. So misalignments can show up in many ways from physical pain to emotional pain to having a spin cycle going on in one's thought process. To feeling absolutely alone and disconnected, even if one is in a beautiful environment, surrounded by loving family members, and 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 those are some of the most simple, basic forms of of misalignment. And I think that one has to get to a place where you can be present enough and say, okay, who am I? 
if yeah. I am to align with spirit, who must I be? Then start yeah. to show the purpose of those misalignments or how we got to those misalignments. One of those misalignments for me was putting on a lot of weight and repeatedly getting nosebleeds. And oh. I couldn't stop those nosebleeds. When I finally looked up where I was out of alignment, the nosebleeds stopped and I've never had them since. And the strange mm. thing I realized was that the nosebleeds, I used to have them a lot as a kid as well. And at that point, I mean, I used to have huge nosebleeds then. So that, 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 that's like a whole deeper thing. But I mean, I think for each person, they have their own, their own thing. And if one can identify that, that is the first step in being able to move towards creating a big miracle. I can't even believe we're talking about this right now. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about this. What, what a spiritual intention. What do you mean? You mean I don't set my intention for winning the lottery or maybe that big new car or maybe the job of my life? What are you talking about? A spiritual intention. Yeah, that is what we're going to talk about. We're going to take a short break. We've got three copies of this awesome book to give away to all of you out there. We are taking your calls as well. We've got a lot to talk about because Joanna has said a lot here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog, Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Justice Welling. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? 
If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality. David Carr share in Becoming a Sun Radio, emotional and spiritual intelligence for a happy, fulfilling life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carr share on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. Treat the body and expand the soul on June 1st with Lynn Brown. Imagine three days in a hand-built log home nestled in the Cascade Mountain. Activate the collaboration between the body and spirit and allow the accelerated connection as one of the most powerful ways to light up your cells, honor the body's needs in this all-inclusive event. Visit lynnmbrown.com or call 206-931-7356. Mr. Benny, um, this is, for those of you just tuning in, Joanna Garzillo joining me here today, Big Miracles, the 11 Spiritual Rules of Ultimate Success. Um, And as I mentioned before, for those of you that I think already know Joanna, uh, America's Intuition Coach. She is the author of Unleash the Psychic in You. She's given thousands of intuitive readings over the past 20 years for everybody from business people to radio people to celebrities to people like you and me. And she's joining me here today. We're going to give away three copies of the book, but I did get a question asking, are you opening up? the phone lines for readings. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. 1-800-930-2819. Let's go ahead and do that. Um, You know, I want to talk with you about something, Joanna, that you and I talked about during the work. Because first of all, I love the book because for me, when I read it and I get to the page on spiritual awakening, I, I, and I read everything that came before, I'm really struck by how you point out both the light and dark of experiences that may happen to people before the miracle. Can I talk with you about that? Meaning, is, is going through some tough times like I know you went through and I went through, is that a prerequisite for spiritual awakening? Absolutely. I, I think that now I know how I get through tough times. When things come up, I know that I'm going through spiritual growth, and that is immediately a calming thing. And, and that this idea of the, the, the deeper message, I believe, and in my experience from spirit, is that when something tough is happening, it means that I'm scared to let go that I have a huge amount of resistance. And if I can just surrender, then I can truly be a spiritual vehicle that I can do the work that I'm meant to do in the world. I can really show up and help others. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that goes for when I say that I can help others, I think that's for each one of us. 
But I know for myself that the biggest thing that I battle with is resistance. Sometimes when it's moving forward on my path and I'll pray for something, I want it, I want it so much. And actually then when it gets delivered to me, there's actually there's a huge amount of resistance there that I wasn't even aware of. And then I have to peel back the layers on that. And normally I have a little bit of a tantrum and maybe sort of, as we say in England, throw my toys out my pram. I guess here you throw uh-huh. your toys out your stroller. <clears throat> yeah. And and then I'll surrender. And then I get into doing whatever needs to be done. And then it's quite blissful. And I go, wow, did I really have to make such a stink about things and be so melodramatic? <laughs> <laughs> it's just old stuff. It's like that was my way of coping with stuff. That was my way of either getting people to back off and get out of my energy field or in some way to elicit sympathy because I felt so misunderstood or so alone. Yeah. You know, I love what we're talking about here because remember, I just talked to you about that wrong phone number. The listeners heard me tell that story. I've never really told the whole story. Um, But prior to dialing that wrong phone number, transposing a number and not hanging up, I was not really doing very well. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I had just finished school Everybody around me thought I should be celebrating about the opportunities for a big corporate job. And I was out of my mind thinking that I would go into a corporate job. And the reason that that was a problem for me was because I had just spent eight years uh, studying the consequences of broken promises in corporations. So can you see how spirit helped me have that awakening? Does spirit try to get our attention? And if so, are the ways sometimes a bit bizarro? Spirit's trying to get our attention all the time. Especially, here's the thing. If one says, oh, I'm in pain, and you get down on your knees, or you're writing in your journal, or doing some type of meditation, or going to a workshop, or listening to your radio show and saying, please help me, give me a sign. But then the signs are coming. And oftentimes, when the sign comes, like, I don't want that sign. You know, I, I want it delivered like this, in this package, in this way. And, and that's just not how life works. Oh, <laughs> I know. So we, have to, we have to get past I believe we have to get past our resistances in the way that things are delivered to us. And sometimes we don't know what is best for us. We think we do because we want to control everything. And again, we don't think we want to control everything. And we think we are open and aware and not stuck in our conditioning of our thought process or processes. But really, if we peel back those layers or we get quiet enough or still enough, we will see that we are expending so much energy and holding on so tight because we are terrified. Mm. Uh, here's the thing I want to talk with you about too is, and for those of you out there, uh, yes, we have opened up the phone line, 1-800-930-2819. And, you know, today, Joanna is going to be able to really do some readings. But what's very cool about the readings is they're going to be in the context of these 11 spiritual rules for ultimate success. I love that. Um, Here's the thing I I was really struck by, and I think you're talking about it here. You say rule number two now is be a spiritual vehicle. Um, That is, I have found 
one of the more, more difficult things to learn, Joanna, but once I learned it, I then could recognize it. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, otherwise, I was trying to roll like this 5,000-pound boulder uphill, right? Oh, yeah. Be- <clears throat> Being a spiritual vehicle, this idea of setting an intention. Many people have heard over the years of if, they, if they've been in sort of the space of personal development for a while, oh, set an intention. But I think that what's happened is, is some people have, they have become numb in a way. It's sort of like going through the motions of doing spiritual work without actually being grounded and present to be able to receive clear inner guidance or to be able to have the courage to take the necessary action step to create the outcome that they want for themselves. So in being a spiritual vehicle, one of the qualities that's really important to develop is to is actually is enhancing one's own creativity. Saying mm-hmm. if I were to be a spiritual vehicle, what would that vehicle look like? Would it be a flower? Would it be a tree? Would it be an airplane? Would it be a Ferrari? <laughs> would it be the ocean? I mean, there's no, there's, there's no limit or construct from the perspective of the spiritual self, from the human self. It's, typically, it would be, what's a car or it's a train? But as one moves into the spiritual self, there's a more expansive way of perceiving things and opening to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I want to ask you this question. As you are writing this book, um, what, how, did the, how did the writing of this book change you, if you can recollect that? Several things that okay. changed for me were, well, one, going through it, it was really intense. I mean, initially, it started off where it was a coaching program, and mm-hmm. I, I developed that seven years ago, and then it evolved into a whole nother layer, a set of, like a whole nother layer came out that ended up being the 11 rules. And at the end of it, what has ended happening is now that I've expanded into an additional industry, into the, into the tech transport yeah. space. And that's been extremely uncomfortable for me because I like to be in control. Like it's fine in, in within the, self-help space. I've been in it for a number of years. So I'm very comfortable in it. I mean, I would be fine going on stage with my eyes closed and not being prepared. Or someone said, can you speak on spiritual studies at Stanford University, I don't know, or Columbia or something. I'd be fine speaking in front of a thousand people. Wouldn't faze me at all. But moving into this space of engineering and transport, that's, in, that's incredibly uncomfortable for me. But I refer, but I keep going back to the 11 rules then and, and and going, what rule do I need right now? How can I take a little bit of that and put that into practice? I think the other thing is I've always strived for when I get here, when I reach this level of success, when I've done this thing, then I'll be happy. You know, that's one of my weaknesses. And it's quite surreal. When I take my son, when he goes to does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so on Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica, I walk past Barnes & Noble, my book is in, in the window. Oh. You know, every day I'm walking by that, boom, there's my, my book. I, right now I got yesterday in the mail, I'm on the front cover of a magazine. It, and it, it's like I wanted that for 20 years. And now that I'm there at that, it's a very weird 
Like the things that I thought that I would feel or the, maybe the reasons or the motivations I wanted it, the very, very different outcome. It's as if all these layers of my ego, which goes to rule five, have been stripped away and going, why do you want what you want? You, like the idea of what a big miracle is. I think spirit is saying we need to get back to the simple things. The, the, the most simple things are actually the most joyful, beautiful things, even though each one of us has a personal definition of ultimate success. Mm-hmm. So I think like the big miracle ultimately, if on a collective level, will be that we find ourselves. There is a returning home to the soul and identifying with one's true nature and then getting to be that and express that. And then we... We don't have to take all this energy to try and be something that we're not. And we just have these amazing heartfelt connections with other human beings. Yeah. You know, it is so important now, you know, to be looking deeper into things. But I am really struck by, I know we're not going to get to all 11 of these because we have some of our fabulous listeners. We have the best listeners on the planet and they're calling in now. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll go right to the phones. Um, What? When we come back, though, too, I I find the chapter on commitment extremely important. And for reasons that um, don't get talked about that often, you know, they don't get talked about, even in the movie of The Secret and everything that's written. This idea of commitment to me is akin to what I call conviction. But let's see. We'll be right back. Let's take a shorty. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. 
For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit vickiworldart.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Big Miracles, the 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. And as I said, our phone lines are open, 1-800-930-2819. And we're going to go to the phones in a minute. Um, Joanna, before we go to the phones and also talk about commitment, how, how might people find out more about you and how might they get a copy of the book? So best way to connect with me is on social media, at Joanna Garzilli. Also, my website's joannagarzilli.com. And the book, thankfully, is everywhere. It's at, from Target to Barnes & Noble to Amazon. And those are the best ways. Awesome. I love it. Um, and for those of you just tuning in, you know, we've been taking parts of the book and talking about them. And we've opened up the phone lines because, you know, one of the other things Joanna does is just fantastic fantastic, intuitive, uh, psychic, connects us uh, to our own inner selves. And right now, Benny, who do we have waiting? Uh, it'll be Karen from Renton. Hello, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi. <coughs> How Hi, can Rose. we help you today? I just wanted to see if I could have a general reading. A, 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 a what? A general reading if anything was coming up. So it's better to go specific into something. Yeah, it is. Because general is like, oh, like, okay, well, what should I do today? Oh, I should be happy or <laughs> feel love. If you, if you go into a, I mean, it's actually great what you're asking, Karen, because there is your answer right there. Yeah. You really, to get what you want in life, to create a big miracle for yourself, you need to get specific. You need to to. I think what's happening for you is the idea of making a commitment to something, to zoning into just one area in your life underneath probably is quite scary. But if you go down a particular road and you say, you know what, I'm going to get really specific and I'm going to channel my area, my energy yeah. into this area, then you will surprise yourself. You will create an outcome for yourself that you didn't expect. So I would say to you, have more belief to stand up for yourself 
mm-hmm. and and really trust in your ability that you are making the right choices. Yeah, yeah. I think and that applies due to the fact There's that... There's a reading right there. Yeah. yeah I, I'm in a relationship that was uh, not so healthy, and, there, and I am kind of holding my grounding that I'm not going back to that, but the person really loves me. So I think that's probably, I'm having, hearing that is reminding me that I have to honor that commitment to myself before commitment to another person that I don't feel like is a healthy match. Oh yeah, that's what we were just talking about. We were talking, we were getting ready to talk about, and here's what the, here's what's in the book. It's, it's commitment to your breakthrough. Right. So, Joanna, right. Couldn't, isn't this a scenario where a breakthrough has to do with self-exploration, maybe even, you know, it, that self-confidence we have and who we are and what direction we, we go? And sometimes that doesn't turn out the way we think. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's having the courage to de- deconstruct oneself. When I say deconstruct, yeah. it's really looking at being able to. For you, Karen, look back at your, your experiences throughout your life and relationships, and you will be able to, if you really look yeah. and you look carefully, you will be able to see a pattern that's there. And then as you bring your focus back to gently healing your heart, mm-hmm. that you will find that you can really add to the relationship rather than feel yeah. like you need to be fed by the relationship. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Karen, did you does that make sense to you? Um, add to the relationship. I feel really good on my own and I then maybe I'm a, I'm a little nervous that I'm probably too okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Boy, do so, I know that feeling too. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling into the show. Um, you know, Joanna, let's talk about this because I love that we did, we got that call and I love that, you know, part of what you and I were talking about during the break is this idea of, of committing to our breakthrough in the book, you call it commit to your breakthrough. What am I, what am I waiting for? And why am I waiting? And, you know, in my case, I did dial a wrong phone number and didn't hang up, but we do wait. And I, I would love to ask you about what the waiting is all about. And I love when you, in the book, you talk about when accidents happen. Um, what is it that we're so afraid of when it comes to committing to our breakthroughs? I think one of the biggest things is rejection, mm. <laughs> fear of rejection. And, and, and besides rejection, the other thing is, is that if we do open our hearts and we really put energy into a relationship or into a career or into a friendship that the idea that once our heart is open and we really put into it that we could be abandoned as well. So rejection and abandonment are two huge things and create a lot of misunderstanding. And so that's why a lot of the time I think for people it's easier to just, 
to not make a commitment or to generalize or to sort of be a jack of all trades and a master of none. I I think that one can master many trades, but you need to start with one first and go to the next thing. Master one, an area of one area of one's life. Just pick one thing and say, I'm going to start here working on relationships. I'm going to start here on eating well. I'm going to start here on going to bed earlier, getting more sleep each night. And just picking one area to be committed to. And then as you master that, you can move on to a different area. Yeah. Um, you, you know, for the for folks listening to the show, and I want to make sure you all know that we would love to also give you a copy of the book. So let's go ahead and do that. If you call in 1-800-930-2819, uh, love to give a copy of the book to our first caller. Um there were a couple things that I that I was really struck by and of course reflected on you know my own life you know some places that I've been um and where I am today um you talk about the creative process and I don't know that we could say enough about that and I would love for you to chat about that because I attach that to the chapter you have to aim high. It's hard to aim high if we're not creative in, in the sense of ourselves. Does that, am I even making sense? You see what I mean there? Aiming high really reveals gifts, miracles within ourselves that I believe are dormant Mm -hmm. oftentimes. And they just, I think of like that, those gifts within ourselves that just, are seeds in the ground that if they are watered, then they will grow into beautiful flowers or beautiful trees. And and so aiming high gives one the ability to do things that you didn't even think were possible. But I think ultimately one of the key things that happens is you feel so alive because when you aim high, to make sure you don't <laughs> fall <laughs> is that, and if you do fall, that's okay too. But aiming high requires a certain amount of focus. And when you really have to focus, there's no room for the unevolved ego to start chatting away and, and saying, you can't do this or you're not good enough. When you're really, really focused, you're extremely present. And just like I think about when, I mean, imagine for someone who, I think most people listening drive a car. I know when I learned to drive stick shift, it took a huge amount of concentration. <laughs> but, but now I could, I could drive across the five-lane freeway and not even think about it and be maybe uh, changing channel on the radio or chatting to someone on the right. phone and handing something to my son in the back of the car all while doing that. Not really, I, I mean, that's not a smart thing to do. But essentially, we get to the point where we master things and we can multitask. But when we aim high and we do something new, I mean, I wouldn't try and do that if I was learning to, I was taking flight lessons and I was learning how to fly a plane. But I'm sure at some point, right, a pilot that's done many, many flights doesn't have to think about it. So there's exactly. aiming high, really... Um, it allows us to connect into ourselves in a way, and I believe connect to spirit that creates such a, a peace within oneself and, and a sense of fulfillment. Yeah. You know, part of this, too, is 
not being, not wanting to, and I forget where you say it in the book, but not wanting to look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done that. Or, oh, I wish I would have done this. And, you, you know, for, for folks, that can be hard sometimes when we're continuously settling for things. Um, you, you know, you start out the book by saying you are a miracle talking to us, right? Um, and when, when we look at this, you know, if I am that miracle, then what do I have to accept responsibility-wise? And there's a chapter in, in the book where you talk about accepting responsibility. Um, and it's hard for me uh, to not talk about that because I think that's one of the things in life that we don't like to do. But once we do it, we get to feel the spiritual benefit of it. And I'd love for you to share, you know, the importance of it being in this book. When you accept responsibility, in my experience, everything becomes possible. Any heaviness that's there, this idea that you are being held back in some way or that there are your environment, the way people perceive you is stopping you being able to create a breakthrough in your life, that as you accept responsibility, that all changes. Suddenly, you're not, there's no anchor, there's no ball and chain. You suddenly realize that you really are free. And, and partly what can happen with that is a sense of regret of, oh my gosh, if I had accepted responsibility sooner, then I could be here. I could have done this. I could have done that. And, and that's a dangerous place to go in terms of each one of us is where we are. Yeah. And so instead of focus on the freedom that's created, as you accept, yeah. I find perspective is everything. Sometimes yes. I, I look at my life one moment and I go, I go into that, that thing of this person's doing this thing. And if I've done this and I've done that, and, and then I start to feel terrible and small. Or if I look at what I have and who I am and what I've created, and I go, Joanna, you're doing a good job. Mm-hmm. For me, this idea of responsibility doesn't feel... It doesn't trigger guilt. It doesn't feel heavy. I don't feel like a piece of poo underneath someone's shoe, which I've had all of those feelings in the past. And I think the thing to remember is sometimes we look at people around us who are extremely successful. We see in the media or in social media. And it is easy that you can be have a huge amount of success, but suddenly something can just flip in one's thinking. Yes. And... And feel terrible. But it really, I think it comes back to a lot of it is in the mind and and just being able to reframe how we see things. And as soon as we reframe, suddenly we immediately, that connection and that alignment to spirit, boom, the light's back on and all is clear and we hear the angels singing. (laughs) So it's it's that reminder of if, if someone is in a bad feeling place right now, right now you can make that decision. And accept responsibility for all aspects of your life, and say actually everything is everything is awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> a Lego movie. It really yeah. is. But sometimes we don't want to. It's that uh, I don't want to feel awesome. There's a yes. chaos. We carry this thing of I want to feel bad. Uh, uh, I want to sulk. Why? What's that <laughs> thing? Us sulking? That's not going to do anything for our, our, our spouse or our best friend or the people we work with. 
you know, responsibility the, to yeah. really show up in a positive way. I love that you're talk, you talk about that. And I love that you talk about it in the book because I believe it's tied into so many things. And I think it's also a game changer for people that literally see big miracles happen and those that don't. You know, I, I mean, you can ask a dozen people and they'll say, yeah, I did my uh, I did my vision board. I wrote my attentions. You know, I did this. I did that. Um, but, yeah, that thing about responsibility, I'm not exactly sure. How is that tied into something else you talk about in the book? And you talk about, you know, our, our karma, you know, doing some house cleaning around our karma. Yeah, <laughs> an actual physical house cl- cleaning, actually doing physical house cleaning can clear karma too. But yeah. just as you're just speaking right now, I'm looking at, I have these three miracle boxes. Uh-huh. And and the miracle boxes, think of it like a three-dimensional vision board. It's like your personal mailbox to spirit. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, sometimes I look at my, I have three. One is for love, one is for life, and one is for money. And sometimes I put my own, like my own prayers for miracles and then other people's prayers in there too. Sometimes I get really angry. Like the other day, I'm just like, I, don't, I, I just want to get rid of these miracle boxes. I just don't even want them in my place. I'm looking at them right now in in my space and 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 some they make me angry because that sometimes like I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to have to do why? Why? Like that is yeah. the voice of the unevolved ego. Yeah. And but the higher elevated part of the self is like yes, we like we have all the resources we need. And we have so many amazing people around us and so many good things are happening if we just open our eyes to it. Mm-hmm. So it's being able to, if we let ourselves see and we don't shut off, then we realize that just the idea that it goes back to, we are miracles. We are the big miracle. The fact that we're here right now, but I think we've just been told over the years, you're not a miracle. There's something that there's an underlying message that we are not enough. But if right. we just say, yes. yes, I am enough, and we allow yes. that energy to flow into us, yeah. then a, a deeper unfolding opens for us. Mm. You know, you also talk about, um, you know, uh, trusting in our abilities. You also talk about, you know, knowing that our abilities will take us to where we want to go. And I tell you what has been sort of my Achilles heel has been doubt. And and doubt is one of these tricky things for me because it doesn't show up like procrastination does, right? I know when I'm procrastinating and I know when I've got to take action about something. Doubt is a little bit more insidious. It is not trusting my abilities. Can you, you talk about this in the book in a way that I think, you know, is really a message for our times. Yes, doubt, the question that comes up with doubt, excuse me, is what if this doesn't work out? What if, for example, you've invested financially or time into certain relationships, into certain projects, and what if it doesn't work? What if one doesn't get the outcome one wants? And again, that's just because we don't yet see the physical results, but in my experience, the result, the outcome, the vision that we see 
that miracle already exists within the ethers. And then it is just the transmission of that energy from the invisible, the the intangible into the physical, where as we transcend doubt, that courage is anchored in us. But more than that, it's just there is this solid trust that is there, that is unwavering, that is strong. And then you get to be like that, that inspiration, that light for others, where other people feel doubt. It's wow, Dr. Pat's doing it, well, then I can do it too, right? So yeah. I think doubt leads to inspiration, and inspiration is positively contagious, and that is just a beautiful expression of big miracles. Yeah. Um, you know, I know this time has gone so quickly. I think we have a few minutes here. Um, I want you to talk about miracles for a minute. I know that sounds obvious, but really miracles for me had taken on new meaning. You know, what message would you like to leave us with around the miracles we can create? One of my clients, she had had several miscarriages and it was causing such a rift in her marriage. And I I remember when I worked with her over this 90-day period, I had to really surrender how I would hold the space for her because I just wanted to protect her and I wanted to make her husband wrong at <laughs> points. And, and part of me was like, oh, my gosh, how's this, how is this going to work out? And the best thing was when a couple of months ago she sent me photos of her miracle baby. She physically mm-hmm. had the baby and her marriage is better than ever. And that to me is just like, wow, how cool is that? So what I found is that, The learning for me in that was to just be a support and hold the space for her and not to judge when she was going through difficult times. And I think that we can apply that to whether uh, we run a business with someone else or whether we are part of a team or whether we need to support a loved one or a spouse and their vision or someone is struggling with an illness that we, if we can apply that and just really show up and love and support and not judge and not react, wow, then I know. everything can happen and work out. And, that, and that's a daily practice. Yeah. It, it really is. I love, love what you've just shared. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today and to join us today. Thank you so much. One last question. I know I had a lot of them, right? Um, What's your personal message? What would you personally like to leave us with? Don't quit. Don't give up. (laughs) Whether you're having an up day or a down day, just know it's all of an upward trajectory, even if it doesn't feel like it. And don't isolate yourself. If you feel like you're going through something, just allow yourself to be vulnerable because your greatest strength is in that. And, and I, Dr. Pat, I thank you so much for having me on today as a guest. It really it means the world to me. And I just, what you're doing and with Benny and everything, I, it, it's, it's really such a gift. So I really appreciate being with you today. And thank you so much. And for those of you out there, this is an incredible book, Big Miracles, The 11 Spiritual Rules for Ultimate Success. Uh, thank you, Joanna. And please, you have an open door to come back. I wish you the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're We're going to take a short break, everyone. Yeah, we're not done. It's a long day on air today, but we love it. We'll be right back.
The preceding audio was via a Skype call.